Is this thing working? Well, it, it says, says it says them broadcast is live. Yes, it, say, it says it's live. <laughs> it says it's live. Uh, oh, right, hang on. Oh, yes, we are. Are we live? We are. <laughs> I, I can't oh, see us. On. Okay. Are we on YouTube? Hang on. A yeah, minute. you've got to refresh the page. Oh, okay. God Almighty. Right. This is. Uh, hello. Hello. Good evening hello. and uh, Merry Christmas. Merry and welcome Christmas. to a special uh, live edition of um, Nice Things. That's the <laughs> thing. I've been. I've been. I've been. <laughs> go on. Go on. A special uh, Christmas Day edition of Nice Things. Nice things. The antidote to modern living. And joining me, uh, Ebenezer Livesley, we have. Oh, um, oh, you've got old Saint Nick. I don't know. I've, we're not old Saint Nick. Well, but, uh, um, in a special... Go on. No, I was just going to say, I don't know what's going on. My, my computer started opening pages now. Look, I don't... Black. We should be doing this from Alexandra Palace. We should. Uh, uh, there we go. I'm back. There we are. Um, live, but with a big crew of cameras, big old cameras. Well, this I'm going to... I'm going to nonsense. say hello to uh, Flora and London Raider, our two viewers. Hello. hello. Uh, there's Flora's message and there's London Raider. See, look at this. I'm getting really good at this already. You are getting really um, good at this. And in a special sort of seasonal co concession to you viewers, I've 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 chained myself to a radiator <laughs> in the style of Terry Waite. Terry Waite. Uh, um, to evoke Christmas 86. <laughs> um, so, so there you go. Oh, that's wonderful, isn't it? Because it's just that idea, isn't it, of just every single morning seeing the same stock photo on proper Good Morning Britain this. back on TVAM, and it was this. This. I love that. Even the beard. You know Even what I mean? the beard. Yeah. I, 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 I must... Oh, yeah, God. I, I wonder if he got a Christmas dinner when he was chained to that radiator. I don't know if he did, but um, <coughs> Terry Waite is one of the two people my stepdad looks like. Um, the other, unfortunately, being Dr. Harold Shipman, the late doctor. <laughs> Harold Shipman. Um, and once they were in your neck of the woods, um, they were in witness, uh, my mum and my stepdad, and he got confused by a very old woman for Dr. Shipman. There you go. But wow. I don't know if he's been confused for Terry Waite. I think he looks more like Terry Waite than uh, than Shipman, personally. But, uh, oh, Terry London Waite. Raider says, lovely jumper, Paul. Thank you. Yes. But, well, this was sent in to us by a Mr. Sean, five pounds, please, Gibson. Of oh, Wigan. is that him? Yeah, that's him. So I think yeah. I, I could end up becoming the new sort of Giles Brandreth with fancy jumpers. This one lights up or something. Oh, I'm, right. Okay. Okay. To it. Uh, look, it flashes it, okay. briefly. It looks like it looks like Chalky. There we are. Very briefly. But there we well, it is, it is the time of year for Chalky, isn't it? Let's be honest. It is. Yeah, um, is. In, in all its variations. I, I have a cold, um, continuing a fine tradition of being ill at Christmas. Always, you're always. I'm Christmas. always. I remember getting a garage once when I was a kid. You know, one of those multi-story garages you put your tie cars in. Oh, you could. And I just remember the lift went up, yeah. that's the fella with the string. Bridge, and I, I just yeah. remember throwing up all over it one Christmas day, <laughs> and uh, getting roundly beaten by grandfather for doing so. <laughs> You know what I mean? Why, why did you throw up? Were you just over it? I was ill. I was ill. I probably, <laughs> I probably had gotten up and had too much chalky, which is what so many is, of us do. This has been an ongoing annual event for you. <laughs> I'm always oh, ill at Christmas. Always ill at Christmas. 
Uh, it's a Livesley family tradition, you know. I think so, yes. For the days when we used to wake up with, I'm not joking, with ice on the beds, on the sheets. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. I know it's another episode of When the Boat Comes In. It is. But, but the was, How we used to live. Go on. It is. It is. It was, a 19, it was 1939 that house was built, council house. Mm. And um, none of the windows, like, worked you know they all had like putty missing they were knackered effectively mm. and so you'd get up on it like as my dad used to say i wake up with a fresh cold every morning <laughs> <laughs> anyway oh. enough how we used to live yes <coughs> yeah so are you uh are you uh, do you have any ice on the sheets memories yeah. to share with us I don't think <laughs> I do, and and this isn't because of me being brought up in a castle. Because uh, I think, well, I was. It, well, 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 no, I mean, in my in my case, I think, uh, oh, my granddad's house had had an outdoor loo, right? Which I was always most impressed by. He lived in one of those little terraces that was from the late eighteen hundreds in Liverpool. Um, so we had an outdoor loo, and I used to love the outdoor loo, largely because at this time of the year, I discovered that if I sneaked out, if I pissed on the surface. Uh, which was covered in ice. If I yeah. pissed hard enough, then I could sort of like cut a little hole through, a bit like a laser beam, sort of a la laser winky. Um, well, this, this is why I used to piss the bed. It, it was it was sort of like our uh, rudimentary form of central heating, really. <laughs> it, it would it would get rid of the ice, and then you yes. get out the bed. Oh, well, that's, that sounds all right then, dear. That sounds okay. I, I think, uh, yeah. So these days, somebody modern will say that that's the new thing to do because you've got that woman who makes candles that smell of a fanny, haven't you? Oh yeah, yeah Gwyneth yeah, Paltrow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if 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 you can if you can do that, then um, yeah, I think well, you can you get away with anything. You won't know the joys of having a piss bucket in your room, though. <laughs> You won't no. know the, the joys. No, I, won't, of... I won't know the joys of that because it's. I wasn't born in the late seventeen hundreds. I know, yeah, I know, but we did, we did, okay. we did, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I used to have my toy cars in a blue bucket as well. I remember getting up in the middle of the night and pissing all over them. Yeah. Well, I think we found the level, Paul. We have. I think we found the yeah. level. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Samuel Peeps. For, uh, lovely chap as well. Uh, lovely Samuel che uh, Peeps uh, was very famous for the fact that he Samuel would... Cheeks. Samuel Cheeps, uh, very famous for the fact that he would get up um, and just vomit into the fireplace or piss in the fireplace if he if he wasn't feeling well because of drink. So Utave, um, he would say, which I think means, oh my goodness, Utave, um, and then he says, I did vomit in the fireplace. Wonderful stuff, Samuel Peeps. Yeah. The more I read him the more I'm getting to thoroughly dislike the man, but also absolutely love him, because he was just a rogue. But oh, wonderfully I... so. Wonderfully so. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Bit of culture, there. That's the end of that, yeah. Well, yeah, um, there's a little thing coming here. There we go. Do Right, okay. Um, right, Pender's Fen. You watched Pender's it, Pender's yeah? Fen. So the question is, uh, remind me... Five months ago, if I'd watched Pender's Fen by Christmas, and if if I had, oh, he's paused. I watched it again. Not yet. No. Have I frozen? Am I back? No, you're back. I'm not. I am back. Right. So, yes, I did. Now I gave Pender's Fen a shot, and I convinced you to buy Pender's Fen as well. Yeah. And. Yeah, and yeah, and I thought when I watched it, when I tried to watch it, I thought, oh my. God, 
Mike's just going to be so pissed here because it was about fourteen ninety nine, wasn't it? And I just thought it's oh. just all it is is you're watching Spencer <laughs> Banks from Time Slip, but he's not running around with the glasses and and Cheryl Burfield. He's not doing that and fighting Nazis and things. You've basically got Spencer Banks riding through the countryside on his bike, needing to have a wank and won't. And that's the story. Now I know that that's you thought it something differently. But well, I, I mean, your backed-up Willie theory sort of like doesn't correspond with with my take on the sort of the Malvins and uh, Elgar and Garontius and uh, you know um, early Gnostic teachings, which is actually what the director had in mind. But no, no, wanking, wanking, all, all of it. That's all. It's all about. of it. So, in answer to the question, no, I haven't watched it again yet. I was thinking of watching it a couple of days ago, and then I, I think I, I took to uh, "Not on Your Nelly" with Hilda Baker, no, uh, which I'm I'm working through, no, um, which is appalling, absolutely appalling, and apparently it just gets worse until you get to the last series, which stops after three episodes because she broke her ankle and couldn't do the rest of them. But I'm fairly convinced that she was pushed. Because none of those casts, <laughs> those that cast doesn't like her. I'm telling you. So, um, what was going to say? Is there a Christmas nut on your Nelly? Yes, there is. There wow. is. Um, is it, is uh, it a feature? Is it 45 minutes? No, no. It's only the 2024. 20, um, I haven't given that a go yet. I know there's a there's a Christmas father, dear father. Now that's going to be given a look tonight. You've got to have a bit of Patrick. Mm. Um, uh, but for uh, and not on your Nelly one, I, I haven't gone near it yet because it's one of those programs I think I've mentioned before, which makes you feel a bit sick, a bit nauseous, nauseous. Yeah, as though you're watching something. It's like when you're watching a film and you think, "Oh God, this is going to go really bad in a minute." But a bit like Queenie's Castle, where you're watching it going, oh, God, at any minute, they might just start having an orgy of sex and violence, and it'll go all Sam Peckinpah. It's got the same feeling. Um, so I don't see any of that. Um, um, oh, here we go. Um, oh, 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 we'll put that on there. there go on, go. Thank, thank you, Simon. Simon. Thank you, Simon. See, I'm, I'm getting better at this shit. You are getting um, good at this. Um, what were we just talking about? Bloody hell. Oh, Sam. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't detect those undercurrents. I'm, I'm spotting a theme here. I think that, I think that your mind is somewhat pitched toward the sort of the more atavistic elements of of the human character so pendus fell is wanking yeah um um queenie's castle is sort of undertones of bestiality and incest yes absolutely yeah. there's, a, there's a dog in it there is a dog right. in it and when you see them at the beginning in the opening titles and they're stood there in silhouette it looks threatening it does and then the dog comes anything i know what's going to happen to the dog i know exactly what will happen and diana Dawes will watch it with a fag when Diana Dawes ruled the earth. Yes. Um, so, Flora, I'm never usually ill at Christmas, but this year I'm invalided. Oh, no. Nan used to say, no Christmas dinner today. Managed to shovel in some smoked salmon and scrambled eggs with one hand. That's the main meal of the day. I don't like salmon, smoked salmon. Do you? Yes, I love smoked salmon. Oh, why, uh, why not? Why not? I don't know. It's horrible. It's horrible. Is that it? <laughs> Is that it? It's, it's just horrible. Being five. It tastes yeah. like soil. It doesn't taste like soil. It does, and only, and, only and a bit still soil with fish in, and Stilton tastes like paint. It oh, I've got a, I've got a lovely Stilton. No, you oh. see, you see, nobody likes Stilton. They, they just do. they just say it to show. Oh, I'm going to have a Stilton later. <laughs> no. You know what I mean? They just no. say it. No, no, they just say it. 
No, honestly, I've been on the stills and already said it's beautiful. Scott. I guarantee everybody's house you go around, the pot plants are full of stilts and like, oh, uh, oh, oh, yes, yes, I've read Hemingway, shove. And, 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 and into the cheese plant it goes. That's why it's called a cheese plant. <laughs> so you shove the Stilton. I don't I don't think that's that no balls. I'm not having that. No, Stilton's lovely. I've got I've got a whole cheese board. Do you, what about other cheeses? I think the other cheeses I, I love them all, you know. But I mean John Hayes will eat the skin off camembert and brie, <laughs> which tastes like pissed pants. <laughs> that, that isn't that just wax? No, it's like it's the rind is a kind of live culture, isn't it? That tastes oh. like piss. And <laughs> I once and had he... a sandwich in Heswell that had the rind on it. No. Oh no, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. That sounds anyway, a little bit. Yeah, it's not very Christmassy this banter, but but cheese no. is, a, is 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 a staple. Have you got plenty of cheese? I have a load of cheese. You know, it? here in my Linton Travel Tavern, Linton Travel Tavern, uh, as I'm on the hoof, mm. um, the the cheese has been supplied by myself. And oh, this, is, right. this is it. You can hear now. Yeah. Oh. So go on, cheese. What cheese you got? I don't know. It's a whole board of it. It was one of those. I mean, it's not like I've gone out, especially to the cheesemongers and made a selection. This is just a bog standard Aldi <laughs> cheesemongers. Cheese yeah. I think we might have one. I think we do. It's near the face. Is there mongers. such a thing as a cheesemonger? Is that what they're called? Yes, it is. Genuine. Is it? Yeah, it's a genuine. They didn't make it up for the Python sketch. It's a genuine thing. There's one just, in uh, there's one near York as well that I've been to. Yes. Did they say um, cheesemonger in the Python sketch? Yeah, because Cleese says this is a cheesemonger's, isn't it? Oh, I don't and think that's Palin a real goes, thing. Yes, sir. I'm going to look this up. I'm, Go on. This, well, you can, this is a Christmas fact for the boys and girls. Fine. Okay. This is the Google uh, then, right? Let's okay. Look, London so. Raider. I've been giving people Glastonbury Twanger, a superb cheddar. Right. I, I, oh, right. And there's a, there's a great shop on the main street in Glastonbury called the Truckle O Cheese, which oh, uh, which has got lots and lots of nice uh, cheeses in. I, I um, used to go uh, to uh, a lovely what was it called? It's called the Cheshire Cheese, and it's near the pub in Frodsham. No, it's not near Frodsham. This this one's near uh, Stoke, near Crewe, um, Alsager. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. outside, it's lovely there because you've got Mal Cop. So you know you're just right in Alan Garner territory around there. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Right, I'm going to go through it now. So, welcome to the oh, National Cheese Emporium. This is this isn't uh, a cheesemonger doesn't exist. It does exist. It's not. It's something you've made up just now. Fishmonger, yeah. Right, I, no, right. I'm going to Google cheesemonger as well. Let me just. Right, you see. Google cheesemonger. The, the people can watch us live googling cheesemonger, unless one of you watches to. Um, let us know in the comments. Of All course. right. Well, there are people who call themselves cheesemongers. Right, there we go. I'm not okay. so sure about that. There we are. So have we had a breakfast drink yet? Oh, by the way, what did you... Did you like your gift from me? Did you like I your box your, of delights book? I loved your gift from me. Uh, from uh, Your gift to me. Yes, I did. Thank you very Good much lad. indeed. It's That's lovely. It's the illustrations, like we talked about last time. The illustrations on mm. it are absolutely beautiful. So, uh, yes, I, I very much enjoyed that. Thank you. Good man. Um, Yes, you've got a little something, but it has to come from Germany. 
Ah, good. Does it have uh, to annex the Sudetenland before it, it arrives? It does. We can't bring it via air because of COVID, so we have to basically do a sort of a forward di- uh, division across uh, across Europe, I think. So, uh, yeah, uh, Simon fancies some champagne. Now, in answer to your question, dear, no. Um, th- well, this is Buck's Fizz, just on Buck's Fizz. Oh, yeah. You don't yeah. want to get that, that words of that mixed up, do you? Oh, no. Um, um, no, but- no. No, have you have you um, partaken in it? Oh no, no, no! Coffee, coffee, and lots and lots of lovely cigarettes for men. Um, that, <laughs> that's about it, really. Um, yeah. Now that we've got we've got a comment here, instantly. Gorgonzola is the king after a good cheddar. I uh, and he pisses. Well, he will after all that champagne. <laughs> um, yeah. What does, does that Mongo reminds mean? me? Uh, oh, go on. That reminds me. We'll go back to Mongo. Well, that oh. reminds me. There's a really there's a really bad joke in, I think it's a step toe, where he's on about cheap Armenian plonk or something. Um, or it's in one of them. And um, he says, oh, and you know it's setting it up for a gag, right? Mm. And they say, 10 peas per litre, right, instead of 10 p. Right. And then it comes the gag. I'm not sure if that's the price or the effect it has on you. It's like, oh. <laughs> you know, clumsy gag setups in sitcoms. Do you remember that's, that's my boy? Oh, Christopher Beanie. Was it Christopher Beanie as well? Was that was Might have been. Might have been. It was yes. it was the it was the Be- uh, Beanie's heyday, wasn't it? Mm. That's my boy, jeez. Oh, I remember that very well. He had yeah. like she had like a Yorkshire brother who was a bit of a rogue, innit? That's right, yeah. No, I'm trying to think. I'm getting that confused with another one in that case, because um No, oh. it weren't it weren't Beanie, it was that handsome bloke who was in everything in the eighties. Uh, Dave, not David Essex. No, yeah, I'll tell you. Go on, you, 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 tell you, you keep the boys. Um, and girls no, I, I was getting that confused with uh, for for the love of Ada, uh, you know, which is um, oh I re- yeah, Irene Handel and Wilfred Pickle- Pickles with uh, Jack yeah. Smithers pre pre uh, Love Thy Neighbor, and th- there was an episode of it on yesterday on Talking Pictures TV, and it was the weirdest thing I've ever watched. It was the Christmas special, but what happened was. Because Irene Handel was born, <laughs> she, yeah. pra- she planted a bra in the back of her son-in-law's car so that the daughter would think that he was having an affair, but he wasn't. And it's like, well, why would Irene Handel do that? That's just, that's like a sociopath would do. See what the, happens. The chap was called Christopher Blake. He was in a lot of stuff. Handsome bloke he was. But um, Irene Handel was related to the composer, you know. Hmm. Yeah, I was reading. She was uh, she was European aristocracy, wasn't she? I mm, yeah. handled brought up yeah. in a very very nice uh, very nice part of London. But of course, them famous for playing these down at heel ladies, which was well, of course, the, the rich always know how to exploit the poor, dear. That's 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 the whole game, Thinking. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I bet she I bet she didn't have to piss the bed to to melt the ice. <laughs> You know, she probably um, didn't. No, she probably didn't. No, no. But there was a, there was a, a slew of those really poor quality Yorkshire TV sitcoms in the early eighties, wasn't there? I mean, the the one that stood out that was actually quite good was Duty Free. Duty Free was good. Do you remember Absolutely. they made a, a filmed Christmas special and it's on its ass? It just doesn't work because it's shot on film. Yeah, it just and it's in a proper hotel and all that. See that that doesn't work, does it? For some no. reason, something like that. It needs the constraint of that tiny little set. It needs the fact that it's actors who've rehearsed it, and it needs the fact that there's a live audience watching it, and they know they've got to get it right. You know, yeah. it's that sort of thing. Film, 
don't know. Film doesn't lend it. No, I'm gonna I'm wrong there. I was gonna say film doesn't lend itself to comedy. It does, but not when it's chopped to bits and things like that, no. you know, because um that's why it works if you're watching Laurel and Hardy, that one Hog Wild. Uh, is that the one where he, he's trying to put a TV aerial up or something and he falls off the roof? That's a piece of genius. Works oh. on film. Wouldn't, um, but yes, there we go. Anyway. Stan Laurel directing, isn't it? You know, Stan Laurel knew exactly what he wanted. Um, uh, you said uh, with this, uh, that whole thing of making him wait to do the reaction shots to the end of the day yeah. to get him really annoyed. Brilliant. Oh, I he wanted to go and play golf. <laughs> so he's like, right, we're just going to do the reaction shots now, Ali. And he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, didn't you Brilliant. love them when you were a kid, though? I, I mean, those looked did. camera. Oh, they were they were wonderful, those. But the repeats of those are very happy and Christmassy memories. It's got to be said. Um, mm. I think uh, uh, Laurel and Hardy always seem to come on with Harold Lloyd around Christmas. Yeah. And in the summer, do you remember? In the summer on BBC One or BBC Two, you used to get one of those old Republic serials. Um, you know, 12 parts that would have been shown in the cinema, like King of the Rocket Men or Flash Gordon or Zorro or something like that. Um, wonderful stuff. Oh, Merry, Merry Christmas from Connecticut. Wow. Oh, uh, wow. Brilliant. Merry Christmas, Don. Merry Christmas. Oh, best sort before the kids get up. Um, so thank you for that. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was lovely to watch those old things and sort of see them on uh, on Christmas uh, Christmas time, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Hey, I don't know. Terry Witt did fifteen years of this. It's you very know, uncomfortable. It doesn't look comfy at all. No, no, no. Well, you know, this is the best I can do on the road. You know, That's so. So, so we're having it. I was sat on my keys until about thirty seconds ago. It, that that hurt. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the Crimbo episodes were were very much generally misjudged. I mean, the one that got cited as being the worst, the low point of of Phils and Arses was a Royal Flush. And I know you you're not a fan of Phils and Arses, not but really, a Royal no. Flush. Then they repeated it with some edits and they put a laugh track on it. Still didn't work. Christmas films, though, I think the king of Christmas films, and I feel sure you're going to agree with me here, is Home Alone. No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. I'm not. I don't. Right. Well, first of all, what sort of th this is a man? Have you seen the size of the house in that film? Yes. It's friggin' huge. And I know you get more more space for your dollar when you're in America, mm. apparently. I know that you get that, but, you know, you also get gun crime. Sorry, Dawn. Um, but, you know, we're talking about someone who's got this mansion, absolute mansion, and he's got about nine kids. So what sort of job does that man do? That's the first thing I want to know. That always bugs me whenever I've seen that film's coming I on. I think his job is making children. Well, presumably that's all. I mean, is is the social security that good in the states? Yeah, I don't think they're on the dole. I, th I think that that's why they're all going on holiday to Europe, really. Yeah, they're all going to Paris, but they've had so many kids that they can't even oh, remember oh, how many they've got. I thought well, you hadn't seen it. No, I, well, yeah, there you well, go. I may have seen it. I may have seen. It. It's just one of those things everybody knows about. I've not seen. Paul, se yes, set aside. Sometime this evening, no. and watch Home Alone. It has Absolutely got some of the not. most. It has got some of the most amazing accidents and violent. Like it's just you will piss your pants. I don't care how jaded you are. Well, uh... it's brilliant. Look, it's, <laughs> it was made in 1988, so it comes before the cut. It does. It does. But it wasn't made at Pebble <coughs> Mill. And if it had been made at Pebble Unlikely. Mill, unlikely. Well, I'd be well up for it if it was. 
Well, what was made at Pebble Mill that's Christmassy? I mean, wasn't the exorcism of Dead of Night, wasn't that a Pebble Mill? That's no. Pebble Mill. Yeah, absolutely. You can, that's... you can tell, can't you? Yeah, you absolutely. Yeah, what is that? You can tell when something's Pebble Mill. I don't know. I, I, the sets seem bigger for mm. a kickoff. Mm. I think that there always there always seems to be uh, seem to be bigger studios now, and and I think I'm right in saying that they had to make the Invisible Enemy at Pebble Mill. Is that no, right? No, no, oh, um, Face of Evil, Horror of Fang Rock. Right. Okay. I, my Doctor Who isn't well, first mention of the day. I think we should. Be yeah, that's not too bad, is it? Now that uh, one's um, set on a lighthouse, so you can contain the sets, circular sets. But didn't nicely. Baker or someone say they because they didn't get many opportunities? They they were trying to show off. There was a bit of that. So if you look at the things that go up to up to Birmingham, up to Pebble Mill, um, then yeah, you get the Exorcism, you get Horror of Fang Rock, and they look beautiful. They look absolutely beautiful and of course they made the brothers up there um mm. so and that was their prestige drama uh which is why as we've mentioned before when it got cancelled for no reason whatsoever they must have been quite pissed off i think uh can't remember what would have replaced it something like one by one or something um something awful with animals um but oh, queenie's I, castle again oh jesus um but i do think that um yeah, Pebble Mill look like they try hard, don't they? Mm, they always they really look better, the stuff from there. Mm. I mean, it's obviously the season for the MR James Ghost stories, isn't it? Yes. You know, that's what you want. Have you got the um, the Tom Baker late night story or whatever as well? Are they on the, oh, are they, are they the six-disc version? They might be. There you go. London Raider chimes in. Phoenix and the carpet was Pebble Mill. What, when was that, 75, 76, something like 76, that? 76, I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what scared the crap out of me when I was young. Um, I think I would have seen a repeat of that, I think, and that bird scared the crap out of me. Didn't like yeah, it Yeah, birds generally scare the crap out of me, full stop. Yeah. Um, did I see it as a kid? You know, I don't think I did. Mm. One memory I do have of sort of stuff like that from being a kid is... Uh, What's that one? Uh, is it Zed for Zachariah, the guy who's the only lad left after a nuclear war? I think so, yeah. First one in play for tomorrow. Yes, that's it, yeah. I remember that series quite well. I remember the flip side of Dominic Hyde really well. Yeah. Um, remember another flip for Dominic? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, is it he... Car Caroline Langriche? Gorgeous. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. the first one was uh, was just a play for today. And because that was so successful, they had the spin off play for tomorrow. And I think that's where another flip uh, yeah. was yeah. positioned. Yeah. Um, beautifully written. And what you've got there is this lovely demonstration that the BBC could do contemporaneous sci fi and do it really, really well. Mm. So. Yeah, I think Zed for Zachariah's got something that looks like a uh, a smash robot going across the top of the hill. There, you know, it's it's very sort of Baker file and and spindly and stuff. Yeah. but they were they were really good. But I mean, the MR James Ghost story, um, you know, I always remember Thingy um, Christopher Lee because he was one of his masters, wasn't he, at uh, whatever college it was, Oxford, Cambridge, something like that, yeah. and he was one of the you know. One of the 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 students who used to go to his rooms for these recitations of his ghost stories on Christmas Eve. Mm. Yeah, that would have been it, amazing. Oh, that would have been absolutely fabulous to have that sort <laughs> of um, that that oh that's that audience. Um, 
It's like it's like if you go on YouTube, you can find the very last uh, audio recording that he made um, before he died, and it was only about three weeks before he died that he was in studio doing this, and the whole tape is on there with the retakes and everything else, and you just get this sense of this amazing performer, but also such a such an incredible professional as well. He was just such an incredibly professional um, man. Uh, it's just absolutely stunning you know so good at his job but that yeah. voice perfect absolutely perfect. oh astounding simon says who does wins is also very christmasy sort of i know what he means by that i know what he means by that because i think that for chaps of a certain vintage mm -hmm. that it was almost like a the professionals movie without the boring one mm. and, and also being um very current at the time was the Iranian embassy thing. Now, I remember that really well. Do you remember the uh, Iranian embassy standoff shooting, whatever they call it? 80, 81, and it was... Somewhat around that time. Yeah, it was a woman, wasn't it? A WPC Yvonne Fletcher. I remember that almost more like a sound than individual words. Yeah. You know? I heard you. It was on the news so much, WPC Yvonne Fletcher. You just well, got was... used to hearing the name. And you sort of, you associate it with those very sort of crisp winter videotape images with mini metros driving round and and mm. stuff like lady diana footage isn't it you know what i mean when she when mm. she got sent to the gynecologist to make sure she could have some children uh before she got married yeah. you know there'd be all them kinds of uh things speaking of that sort of stuff um uh, bridget jones diary um i have seen it i have to i have to admit i, I have I've... seen bridget girl's diary uh, Bridget Jones' diary. <laughs> Bridget Girl's diary. There you go, Flora. Write that. That'll be boss. Um, yeah, I've seen that one as well. I yeah. have seen that. Yeah. I like that one. It's got it's got Neil Pearson in from Drop the Dead mm. Donkey. Anything with Neil Pearson, I I will watch because that man is a brilliant, mm. brilliant actor. I like um, the first one, but the second one is the same film. I'm I haven't seen the second one. It's the same film. It's exactly, exactly the, the same. same film. Exactly the same film, yeah. Oh, God. Uh, London Raider says that, uh, well, uh, Simon says, Lewis Collins is just a leader Santa with guns. Um, <laughs> it's better being Lena Zavaroni, I suppose. Um, so uh, London Raider says, 16 princes, oh, they're coming in thick and fast there, lad. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, like a well-pissed mattress. Uh, 16 <laughs> princes gate round the corner from my uni. Um Yes, uh, I remember yeah. it very well. There was a number of big... You remember before before the world sort of became quite boring, we, mm. we used to get quite excited about stuff on the news. The, you know, the news was sort of... You know, people don't really uh, get this now, I suppose. But the news for us, and I'm sure the majority of people in this country, was sort of a trusted instrument of information. Back Absolutely. Then. It, it was. And, and not on all the bloody time either uh which is oh I mean, yeah you know i'm the news whenever people give it the old cancel the bbc thing because of uh, uh, you can always point out to them well the news is only 12 percent of what they broadcast but it's still that's a hell of a lot and i think mm. that I, I personally i'm no fan of rolling news channels i used to be i used to sit there and just you know enjoy yeah, sort of slow did. movement of traffic but these days i find i'm not asked i can't I'm, I just, no. it takes up too much headspace worrying about, oh, shite, uh, a lot of the time. Developing I don't watch stories are of no interest. I've not watched the news <coughs> in many years. I don't, I don't, uh, 
I don't see its utility really. I, I, it doesn't really change much, but it changes the people who watch it. The people who watch it are very. And it's even worse in America, isn't it? Where you've got people who are like everything CNN says is correct, and then the other lot, everything Fox says is correct, and it's just like you, when you consider that. Mm. it's not really a force for the good in the world if, if you're putting people into two tribes. Absolutely. I think, you know, the, too much tribalism at the moment. If I could, if yes. I could have, a, if I could have a, a Christmas <laughs> wish there, it would be that there'd be some way of stopping this polarisation. I don't think there is at the moment, to be honest with you. I think it's probably going to have to go a bit further. I hope but, not. I, I hope not. I really hope not. But I, I do hope that, that that is the case. But certainly, I mean, news, yeah, it used to be... What was it? You get you get the lunchtime news. I'm BBC. I'm yeah. talking about here. You get the one o'clock news. You get the six o'clock news, and then you get the nine o'clock news, and you get news round. That was your lot. That was yeah. it. And so, if there was a news flash, my God, they had to they had to get in there quick, uh, didn't they? And it had to be really, really important. Whereas now, somebody farts and it's breaking news all of a sudden. Breaking wind news. Uh, breaking Flora, wind. Sa Flora says only the first BJ is any good. I I'd go with that. I I'd go with that. That's I I'd the one go there. with that. You don't know yeah. what to expect, so everything's no. wonderful. No, yeah. that's it. Yeah, you know, uh, I was only cleaning it when it went off. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, the, the news, um, no, no thanks. I mean, no. you know, if you go to um, a pub and it's just on in the corner, you're just like that. Uh, and, you, no. you, you know, people are just so, like, you know, battered with it. Mm. battered with it. Ethelstan says, Merry Christmas. Merry You're, Christmas to you. Merry Ethelstan. Christmas to you, dear. Ethelstan's um, a lovely man. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know what? You've got to work really hard around here to find a pub without a telly in. Uh, there is one, uh, The Tap. The Tap is a lovely pub, and they do not have a telly. And they don't have... Um, they don't have incredibly loud music all the time. So uh, I, I like The Tap for that reason. But we avoid the telly thing there. But I did used to like... When a news story broke during the day and the next program on was John Craven's news round, because they would get the breaking story. Right. And, and I do remember that happening when, uh, remember when the Challenger space shuttle exploded? Yes. News, news round were covering that live. <coughs> and it was like, right. they're, they're live at Cape Canaveral. So if it goes up in time, it'll be live on news round. And it did. And there was, must have been about two minutes to go on the programme. Or it might have been that it was a half-hour programme, I think, that they put aside. Challenger goes up. Poof, off it goes. Um, and then John Craven's news round broke that story and covered it live. And do the BBC have a copy? No, they wiped it. And this is, what, 86? God, yeah. I always remember, do you remember when, like, the sombre thing would come on? This is a news flash. Mm. Um, I mean, Nan would always say, what's happened now? She'd always say the same thing. Mm. And the one I remember really vividly was Ina Sharples dying on Boxing Day. I don't know why. We were at our bet and gyms. I remember that really, really well. Mm. Um, but you'd, I suppose the age of the news flash has gone because it's kind of, if you want to know, you'll be watching the rolling news coverage. Well, yeah, that's it. I mean, breaking news. You might get the breaking news banner, but at the end of the day, of course it's breaking news. You're live. It's all going to be breaking. Um, no, I think that, yes, when I start, when I take back control of the BBC, dear, um, I think that's one thing I'll be doing. There will be a cut back on news and a new series of The District Nurse. Um, and, of right. course, we're, we're going to buy the Eldorado set. Which which is the one thing I would do if I won the lottery. I don't play it, obviously. But if I won it, 
then I should be buying that back. I've decided. Yes, well, I'll just say thank you to London Raider. Good for you. It's a, great, it's a good thing to have stuck in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know the BBC. I don't think there's much left of what the BBC is. I think the majority of it's bought in or it's put out to private tender. So I don't know how much is, is sort of, shall we say, a BBC DNA remains. Potentially the archers from what you've said. Um, but the mm-hmm. rest of it, I think is either made by production companies or, you know, it, 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 it sort of had that lovely blend of capitalism and sort of socialism, I would say. Not really communism, because it was state-run and it was, they didn't have to, you know, go cap in hand to patrons to create art. They, they were able to just, you know, suckle at the public teat. Well, they were. Uh, and, um, and there was an interesting thing happening at the moment, of course, which is uh, you've got BBC Elstree, um, Elstree is home to EastEnders and it's home to Holby City. Well, they've axed Holby City and it finished filming last right. week. That's it. That's gone. And there's only Enders at the moment. And Enders is getting beaten in the ratings by Victoria Corrin Mitchell's Only Connect. So will Enders be around for that? I can't see it being around for that much longer. So It's weird when you guess, see those giants fall, eh? It really is strange. But at a guess then... Well, the BBC can sell Elstree. Plus, if you look up to Wales, well, um, <coughs> the uh, <coughs> studio complex up there houses Casualty, Pobblechum, and uh, Doctor Who. But now I Doctor thought Who. Holby was there as well. No, no, Holby's uh, Holby's in uh, Elstree. Yeah. Um, but what you're going to have is one of those studios in Wales now is uh, going because Doctor Who's moving to Bad Wolf Studios. So okay. maybe, maybe there's room now for a regional oh, something. Nice little tickle on the side there, eh? Well, Mr. T. Davis. Well, there might be a little something there, I think, for him. Wow, yeah. I didn't know that. So, so it's no longer going to be a BBC production. It's going to be run by him. Well, and this, I'm assuming him and other people run that company. Him and other people, but no, no, you're quite right. So uh, when you were saying before about the BBC don't make anything, I think Doctor Who was the last drama apart from Enders, that they actually made a BBC drama production. And it's it's gone. It's gone to Bad Wolf Productions, who've just been bought for a huge amount of money by Sony. I thought I read that. So weren't Sony the ones, or was it Amblin that were going to make it in the late 90s? It was Amblin who were going to make right, it. Right, right. Anne Boleyn. Who'd have thought yes. Henry VIII's wife, and she, she could also make films? Anne Boleyn and Anthony Ainley. Anthony you see, this is the benefit of my uh, <coughs> bad hearing. Mm. I hear, you know. Um, I remember there was WeBuyAnyCar.com advert on the radio, and I used to think this sang MCR Reg Number Five or something like that, and it's Enter Your Reg Number Now. <laughs> <laughs> but my hearing, because of the way my brain works, so I don't mm. hear things properly, and then my brain will sort of. You know, because that's what brains are like, and you don't want to you don't want to uh, humiliate yourself. Well, no more than usual. Mm-hmm. And so my brain very quickly just goes. Duk, duk, that's what they said, and it's like the amount of times it's not what people have said, but it gives you a good joke. It does. It does. <laughs> I quite enjoy it when my brain takes a while playing catch up. That sort of thing. I was going to ask you as well because mm. you're on the road at the moment there. Yeah. Um, of course, and we both spend a bit of time on the road with Sir Henry, and we've both done that. You know, all that sort of thing. Who te- I want to know as a little mm. Christmas treat. What's Christmas the treats. Christmas treats? 
Uh, I thought we should exchange. What are the best celeb meetings we've ever had? The ones where you went, that was just spot on. I think it would take a lot to beat the London, uh, the Lion and Unicorn uh, pub in Kentish Town when we did the show above the th uh, pub there. Because, because mm. uh, I, I, I mean, just to meet Neil Innes was amazing. I mean, this is the thing. It's, it's, it's tempting to frame these things through now and think oh well you know the all these things that you do with these people subsequently because you become friends and you work together but the first time we met him it was mm. neil innes wasn't it you know what i mean it's neil innes has come to our show and for him to be have brought along adrian edmondson yeah uh, you know and they're here in this little you know room above a pub in london um with nigel from eastenders lest we forget yes <laughs> Um, Sorry, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our Paul is so lovely as well. Um mm. for them to come out on an October night mm. and watch our little show. Um I don't know, you see, the memories of that show are obviously tainted by the the massive panic attack I had during the show, which was sort of which you love, I know. And we'll put the link in the description for people Let's to watch. put a link in so that the boys and girls yes. can see and hear yes. the raw. The raw when I couldn't do my lines, but oh. it, that was the death of my stage fright and everything else. And it's never bothered me since. One had to go through that white heat. Anyway, I digress. For the lights to come up afterwards, and we'd done it. You know what mm. I mean? We, we'd sold this theatre out. It'd been months of preparation, months of work, and we'd done it. So much, uh, yeah, yeah. But to do that and then to, you know, we walk off stage and Neil Innes gave me a massive hug. It was just, because if you recall out of all of that, we were just like, if we could just get a photo with Neil mm. for the for the show, you know, it'd go a long way in, in validating what we do. Yeah. And and to get what we got from Neil, he was the most generous person ever. So, I mean, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of, you know, many close seconds. But if you're, if you're asking me to nail one, simply because of the whole vibe of that experience, mm. I think I'd have to go with that. I think so. I think that's a good one. Yeah. How about you? Uh, mine, mine would be nothing to do with work. Mine would be all to do with magic, <coughs> I suppose. Mine would be, I don't know if I've told you, but um, the time when I was meant to go, uh, well, on Look Northwest... Uh, with Stuart Hall and John Mundy, they'd advertised the fact there was going to be this Doctor Who convention in um, in Liverpool at the Lord Nelson Hotel. And so my dad said he'd take us along. And the assumption was it would be the same price as it takes to, you know, get into uh, the Blackpool exhibition, like 50p <laughs> for me, quid for him. And it was like 15 quid each. And he was like, no, can't. What not. year? This what year? is 85. So I was 10. So... Oh, that was lots. That really was lots. Um, and so I was I was suitably disgruntled, obviously, that I couldn't do this. But the people who were running it let me have a little walk around. And, you know, I got to see, I think I saw a bit of a Troughton being projected on the screen, and it wasn't one I'd seen before. I think it was a bit of a mind robber. Um, but I was only in there two minutes, and then I went back into the lobby of um, of the Lord Nelson Hotel, and somebody was waiting and this little chap came over, sat down, and introduced himself. And it was Michael Wisher, the first Davros. And he had a little yeah. chat, little chat with me. And then yeah. he started doing the voice. Oh, the, wow. the full voice. And you know that speech to hold between my my finger and thumb. And and he gave me that whole wow. speech. Wow. 
nose to nose. He really smells. Wow. Oh, he, it was, he, yeah. You, you could smell the tobacco in his, in his hair. It was amazing. So he delivered that face to face. And then from behind me, there's another voice, which <coughs> is John Leeson. And for a minute or two, John Leeson riffed with Michael Wisher, both in character as Davros and K9, and just riffed for me for a bit, and then gave me their autographs. And that was, yeah, I, didn't, man. I didn't need the rest of the day. That for me, that was the most amazing thing. And it just said to me, you know, if you are in a position where people admire your work, my God, give them your time. Because 30, 36, 37 years later, God, I remember that. I really remember that. I think yeah, Michael Wisher, Michael Wisher died that year or the year after. Um, but yeah, he was amazing. And I just remember that the, the smell of tobacco, it wasn't an unpleasant smell. It was tobacco and thick aftershave. You know, right. he was with the proper shirt, bloke, proper bloke shirt open. Um, oh yes. That was, that was my best. That was a lovely one. That's a lovely story. Simon says, Carmichael for BBC Director General. I'd go along with that. I've been pretending not to have noticed it for a while, and it's uh, unfair of me. Of course, I, I I completely, completely go along with this. I, I think this is time, sorry to butt in, but I think uh, this is time to alert people to me nominating you for the uh, OBE or whatever it was. I, I, think I, so. I, think, I think we need people to second it and all that other stuff. What was it? Was it a night? No, it was an OBE. It, it was an OBE. Yeah, we so thought the knighthood was going a bit far at the moment. But yeah, yeah. the OBE, absolutely. Right, so. we're going to orchestrate this, listen. Okay. We're going to, we're, Going to orchestrate this, right? So you can help me get uh, Paul the OBE that he mm. des he so richly deserves. Oh, um, now, yes, that would make me very happy. An OBE. I know that you don't want that, but yes. Uh, these. Oh no, I love it. I love it. I look to it. But I look to it. Now. <laughs> oh, I love a lot. <clears throat> uh, these two are amateur name droppers, aren't they? Where's Sam Lowry when we need him? Well. um so what? <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and I, sure. I, I often tell these stories and myself go clang, mm. you know, because you, yeah, you've got to drop the names, but it's what life's all about. It's lovely. We need more loveliness. In he this does world, have a point on his next comment. If you can put that up, uh, where he's referring to uh, Richard Harris. Yeah, that that was a sort of a huge moment. But when ah. it comes to it, yeah, Richard Harris telling me to fuck off after I, I, I buying him a drink. Oh, that was something. That, but no, for pure magic, for a 10-year-old me, even when I, I even had her, that was, that couldn't be beaten. That was beautiful. No, 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 no not with Michael Wisher. Um, I mean, John Leeson, not too asked about him, but if I was a kid, I'd have gone crazy like you. But oh. Michael Wisher, Michael Wisher occupies a sort of hinterland of things because he straddles the Pertwee and um, and and Baker years. So he does, but he, and he also straddles BBC and ITV. I mean, the man was everywhere for a yeah. while, wasn't he? And just so versatile mm. that he could just, you know, you wouldn't know it was him for quite some time. Like, <laughs> of course, it's Michael Wisher. Wonderful, wonderful chap. Yeah, yes, we like Michael Wisher an awful lot. We but that, that's, that's, I mean, we've got, I mean, if we want to go dropping names, we've got lots of ones we could do. Um, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, we, we shan't go too far down that path. I, I, I often wonder, um, you know, whether there'd be any, you know, kind of, we, we talked about maybe doing it again, the Sir Henry thing and that, but 
I don't know. I think I think it's done, isn't it? Really, I, I don't really think we can do that any any more. What more can you do? Doing the old bit with Stephen Fry, the Palladium. Get get your clanging going there, mate. Uh, uh, the Palladium, Glastonbury, Edinburgh Festival, the old Tina, um, recording a CD with Rick and Neil. Um, you know, it goes on and on and on, doesn't it? All stuff with the loveliest man, loveliest man in show business, Kevin Eldon. Um, mm. No, there's plenty of plenty of name drops there for your London Raider. <laughs> I don't know how you'd top what we did with it. I just don't know how you'd top it. No, but that's the fun bit, isn't it? Because you never know what's around the corner. <coughs> never say never. No, absolutely. Yes, that's it. I'm absolutely. always reminded of the of the words with which I, I closed live TV's Canary Wharf soap opera, which is, oh, don't worry, there's a whole world of possibilities out there just waiting for us. The show's never over. And the actors totally buggered us up. They ruined. They ruined it. I wasn't happy. You can't rely on actors. Can't rely. You never can. You never can. You never can. I mean, um, so if we haven't told people, you know, we start. We're we're in the scripted stage of this film that we're making, Mm -hmm. and uh, you'll all have the chance to chuck some money in. We've got a name for it now, which is the Crooked Line, Mm -hmm. Um, and it's it's set in 1972, um, principally. Um and and features both Paul and myself playing some uh some rogue. Well, Paul's character's a rogue. What's what's your character called, Paul? Uh, my my lovely character is uh, Ronnie Rathbone. Ronnie Rathbone. Ronnie and, and Rathbone. My, my character's Bernard Chuckles Chunk. Um. <laughs> so so Paul's character is a sort of trained actor. Mine mm. is a, a northern comedian, and they both have the good luck to be employed in a, a soap opera in the early seventies. There's, However, there's nothing about luck. Uh, nothing about luck when it comes to Ronnie. It's uh, pure earned. Absolutely, everything uh, is earned. We've got a really lovely theme tune already written. Thanks to the, you know, I just sent some piano music across to Mr. Andy Frizzell, who's wonderful, and he sent back the most incredible, incredible uh, things. So. Um, Mr. Jason Ers has been working tirelessly on pulling all mm. the script together and, and formalising it. So um, we're looking forward to that for the new year. That, yeah. That'll be a fun project to be involved with. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Plenty to do still. That's the main thing. Plenty oh, to yeah. do. My yeah. God, there's never a lack of things to do. But uh, but yes, no, apart from that, I think I think what we should do is, of course, we should say thank you to everybody who's uh, listened and watched Absolutely. nice things. Because uh, since we started, was it June? I think it was June. Yeah. June! Um, <laughs> 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 no, yeah. you know what I'm laughing at, though. <laughs> oh, hi. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. Um, so yeah, so June. but yeah, yes. Thank June you, thank yeah, thank you to everyone who has uh, joined us. <laughs> talk as we talk cobblers for a while each week, and and yes, waffle about those nice things, the bits in in, yes. the, in between the gaps. Yes, yes, the bits between the bits, uh, yes. as they say in the time. Is it the time monster? No, oh, I don't. Tom know. Tit. Oh. Is Tom Tit in the Time Monster? Tom Tit is is in the Time Monster. I've not the bits between the, the bits. Yes, something like that. Yeah, I've not watched the that. Brigadier, for a while, doesn't man. the Brigadier say something like, "I think it's all a bit Tom Tit." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <Yes. laughs> no, something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah he lovely. probably doesn't say that. He probably doesn't yeah. say that, but he, he, I think he says Tom Tit under yes. his breath. Um, <laughs> so yes, what they got in store for you then Christmas viewing wise. Uh, Christmas viewing wise, I think. Oh, I'm being joined by a cat. So, oh, cat! Uh, there we go. Hello. Um, 
Christmas viewing wise, what I'm going to do um, after we've finished talking is I'm going to write the cats on the computer. So if I, if I lose the picture, hang on, it's after the go. mouse. Yeah, there we go. So <laughs> right. So um, yeah, after after this, so I'm going to take a stroll around the village and check the perimeter, make sure nobody's invaded, uh, as can happen. Um, do the hundred. That's it. Uh, I'm going to be doing that, and then uh, I don't know. Well, I'm going to home alone. The, I'm going to watch the Queen. I am going to watch the Queen. Bollocks! We've got Honestly. to watch the Queen. No, you've not. We don't have to. No, but I have never watched the Queen in my life. Well, you should have a listen. She always says something. Well, what's nice. she going to say? She's going to say she. What she's going to do, right? You know, young Mister Grace from Are You Being Served. She's like that. Once right. a year, she pops in and goes, "You've all done very well," and it's that's it. And it's nice. You can be <sighs> you can be patronised by a ninety-six year old woman. Who else is in it? Just the Queen, Flora. Just the Queen. No, I think um, she said about our film, Mister oh, Simon. Mister Simon Roberts plays a lovely character, and it called the Colonel, who yes. Ronnie's in debt to. Yes, um, we are. We are looking at a few uh, people from from the, the the bygone days of television. Yeah, we want to yeah. sprinkle it with those people. We want to mm. sprinkle it with those people. We do. Um, we do. In so order to continue the DNA. Yes, absolutely. What about yourself? What does the rest of the day hold? Um, more fags, mm. I should think. More fags. Mm. Couple of lamb sips. Um, and then, um, no doubt being rammed full of tuck, I should think. Oh, and Home Alone, which you're going to watch as well. I don't think it's on the home service. I don't think I can. Well, if they unchain me from this radiator, I shall do all those things, you know. Okay. But, uh, who was it who had him? Was it the Mujahideen or something like that? Tamil well, Tigers? It, no, no, because he was in, by, it was Beirut, wasn't he? Was it the Mujahideen then? I don't know. I don't know. Might have been, but I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh, what's I, uh, Jane says? Never watch the Queen's speech. Dad insisted the TV stayed off on Christmas Day. His president. Ah, so, oh, wise dad. Wise, wise dad, dad indeed. Yes, wise get the record dad. player on, and that—that's your loss. So. Oh, look here's bloody Malloy. Oh, hello, Malloy. Well, we're finishing now. You can. Yeah, watch it we're back. done, mate. You were done, oh, mate. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, there we go. So. I'd better yeah. go and check, check the perimeter fences and make sure nobody... Check the perimeter fences. Make sure nobody well, commoners burst through in the evening. I, I might just stay for the last few minutes and make it up to the hour. I feel it a professional duty. Are you going um, to stay for a bit and just have a... Well, it's only, if, if anybody's sending messages, I shall stay. But if not, I'll just sit here. Um, so, <laughs> like Terry Waite. Like Terry Waite. I mean, yeah, waiting like Terry Waite. That's it. Oh, there should dear. be a punk band did that song. Here we go. <laughs> sure. Uh, Mr. Raiders say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, mate. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to everybody, and thank you. Thank you for listening. Are you bothering right. off, man? I have to go and I have to go and uh, do the perimeter and you know check the bird. I've I've used the Fanny Craddock method uh, to cook. Okay. Um. So uh, at seven o'clock this morning, I had a very angry woman shouting at me in the kitchen. It was great. Um. And she's got this method, but you kind of have to fist the bird. Um. You spend it. I know you spend ages. Norman Lamont involved. It should have been. Um, you spend ages pinching it and then pulling its yeah. skin up really hard so you can slip your hand inside and fill it with bacon. So this sounds lovely, right? Well, we're going to give it a shot. 
you might have to pop in. I'm sure there'll be enough left. So yes, I'm gonna go and going to go and do all that stuff. So I should wish everybody a merry Christmas. <coughs> okay, mate. Well, I'll stick around for five minutes. It'll take us up to the hour, as I okay, want it to okay. look symmetrical on YouTube. Uh, unless oh, people right. just all piss off. Okay, Livesley okay. is waiting for the bolt cutter to arrive. Yes, I am. He is. Um, will never arrive. So well, Merry right. Christmas then, boy, Paul. Merry Christmas to you, dear. Have a lovely one. Have a lovely one to yeah. everyone at home. And thank you for watching. Nice things. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Paul. Merry Christmas. Nice Things, The Antidote to Modern Living was presented by Sir Michael Livesley and Lady Paul Carmichael. The music was written by Michael Livesley and the flutes were played by Andy Frizzell and John No Jokes Please Lewis. Nice Things is a Guilty Dog production. Right, so there you go. Um, that, that's Paul. Um, I'll, I'll happily stay here for five more minutes if, if uh, there's anybody about. Um, but if not, um, we can talk more crap. It's very difficult to talk crap when it's just you on your own. But uh, yes, Livesley is waiting for the bolt cutter to arrive. That sounds like a cocktail, actually. A bolt cutter. A couple of bolt cutters over here. I remember being in uh, Dublin once and there was a Norwegian bloke who was Irish when he talked to his mates. But he stood there and he's like that. He was getting a pint and I think it was a, a shot of rum or something. He looked like a proper mariner. And uh, he, he kept getting the rum and downing it and then downing the pint. But every time he held the rum up, he would say, this makes the alcohol work. You know, but I, I would have thought the alcohol makes the alcohol work. Um, looks like I'm talking to myself here, so maybe it's time to go. Um Four more minutes. Can I be asked? Nah, I think that's your lot. Well, Merry Christmas, everybody at home. Um, and thanks for listening all year. And um, have a wonderful day. See you later. <laughs>